You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. I'm Rachel. And I'm Audrey. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the time zones. Exactly. Um, hi, Rachel. Hi, Audrey. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's funny because our setup's a bit different. Usually we're facing each other and now we're like yeah. side and to so side. I'm kind of trying to gauge your facial expressions like at the corner of my eye it's like a weird <laughs> peripheral situation uh so today we had planned to talk about the sun and we were like oh yeah 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 let's That's do the sun because mm. you know it's leo season and, and you know like like the sun rules leo, leo and shit so like let's do it and then and, and then, then we remembered about 20 minutes ago that we already did a sun episode on our birthdays yep so this is a but this is good because it's, it's a bit different. It's a bit different. It's a bit more in depth. It definitely it's more in depth, but also it hits on different things than we hit on because before we hit on um, solar returns for birthdays, mm. and now mm. we're more going to talk about like signs, houses, but just general like focus on the sun. Yeah, and like why maybe astrology focuses on the sun. Yeah. So that's fun. What's your internal weather? Oh, um, I feel a bit like. I feel a bit like uh, uh, I'm in the park and it's like a bit cloudy and a bit breezy, but there's some sun. There's mm. some sunny intervals, as the weatherman mm. would say. Yeah. yeah. What's your internal weather? Um, I feel like I am halfway up a mountain. Oh. And where you can like see mist mm-hmm. and like fog and you're higher than the mist and fog. Oh, so nice. you can like see it below, and so it's really beautiful. So like you're above the clouds, exactly. But it's also a bit chilly, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it it's also a bit chilly, <laughs> like today, really. Although today's just shit. It's raining and pouring. Uh, Although, as my mother and I always say, it's good that it rains because the ground's been really dry. Oh, definitely. The earth needs that shit. It's been, the grass has been looking, looking dry. Arid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should we jump on it? Yeah. Should we talk about the sun? Yeah. So, you know, when we do talk about the sun, most people, their interaction, their first kind of engagement with astrology is with sun, mm. right? Is with sun sign. And we're going to discuss that a bit later. Mm. But... So, you, but what I'm trying to say is, you guys probably have heard about this kind of stuff to a certain extent about mm. the sun, especially your sun sign. But you've maybe not unpacked it, yeah, and as what, deeply exactly, okay. and like really looked at the sun as why do we look at the sun? What does the sun mean to us, mm. right? Mm. And so, on a symbolic level in astrology, the sun is our conscious mind. It's our ego, identity, what we strive to be. Um, A lot of astrologers will say that we derive life purpose from the sun and like vitality. Uh, And some also say that it's our uh, adult and it's Mm. the part that censors our inner child. Mm. And so they also say that like the happiest people on earth are those who identify without over-identifying with the sun's expression. So whatever their sign is and the expression of that. That's kind of like what what gives you passion and vitality and drive and life force. Like in an astrological sense, you're getting a, a good dose of Vit D from the sun. 
Yeah. Vitamin <laughs> dick. But- <laughs> um, so, the sun's traits don't always come easy. Uh, sometimes they can be learned, right? And it's kind of what we want to be to some extent. Sometimes yeah, it okay. is naturally just what we are, but at the same time, when when we're born, you know, we have all these life lessons to work through, mm, right? Mm. And so you can kind of take on the more the the less less evolved aspects of yeah of yeah. the sign. I can al- I also think, and we'll go on to the sun and houses later. But with that that in the house, when you see the sun's placement in different houses, you really get that sense of the bits of you about what you're striving for, what you're mm-hmm. aiming for. That really helps, kind of definitely that anchor that yeah. yeah. So the sun reflects the present as opposed to like the moon maybe reflecting the past mm. and the moon reflects the past in an emotional sense so it brings the emotions back and the patterns yeah. back, right? Yeah, um, But I also was reading that about that and I was like, yeah, but you could also say that the, emo- the moon can represent the present in its emotional present. But then some people would argue that the emotional present is always rooted in the past. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. It took me a minute, but yeah. Damn. But anyways. Fuck me. That was just my thought when I'm reading that. So... Mm. Uh, the sun represents reason as opposed to instinct Um, and when we live in the sun's highest potential we are purposeful directed proud creative warm as opposed to the kind of like shadow side of that which is self-centered judgmental lacking energy and drive Um, so the sign shows us in terms of our purpose the style in which we leave a mark on the world so that's our zodiac sign right? our sun sign and so it's the style in which, right? Whereas the house is the area of life that we shine in. Nice. Yeah? Nice. And so basically, sun rules Leo. Yep. Uh, and also that's kind of why we're talking about the sun right now too is because it is now Leo season. Hello, Leo season. Welcome, Leo. It's always a good time, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And so the sun goes in cycles of a year. So, you know, it stays in each sign for about a month. And that's mm-hmm. why we all know our, like, monthly sun yeah. signs. Um, and so I'm going to reiterate this again. And I think we said this in a different episode. I think the houses or something. But the sun shows how, which is the sign, how we shine and where we shine. And how we shine is the sign and where we shine is the house. Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. I remember that one about one's the... How you act, once the costume you wear, once the oh, yeah, stage yeah, yeah. you step on. Yeah, 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 and that was, I think, the sun, moon, rising. Rising, yeah, sun, moon, yeah, rising, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to mention, which we can talk about a bit later in the episode, but I wanted to mention that a lot of astrological uh, resources, websites, whatever, uh, talk about the sun being kind of like the protagonist. And I wanted to discuss how problematic that is later on. Okay, oh, I'm excited. Great. Groovy. Do you want a bit of astronomy? Yes, please, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so some of this, as we said, we we did cover in the birthday episode, but I'm just going to talk about it because it's nice. And also, we have some new subscribers. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? Shout out to Sarah. Oh, fun. Sarah, who I did a reading for on Saturday with Kai. Sarah's a new subscriber. Oh, fun. Yeah. Thank you. So, Sarah, this one's for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, the sun, in case you didn't know, is the star at the centre of our solar system. Um, It's a yellow dwarf star, so which means it's not super big. And actually, its light is closer to white rather than yellow. But they just call it yellow because it's nice. Mm. Why not? Why not? Um, In diameter, it's 100 times bigger than Earth. And in mass, it's 330 
thousand times that as, uh, that of hers. It's a big boy. It's a big boy, and it actually accounts in terms of mass, so weight, for ninety nine point eight six percent of the solar system's total mass, which I find pretty crazy because like Jupiter's huge. Yeah, Jupiter's giant, but it's very small in comparison with the sun. That's crazy. Yeah. How me- that's crazy. That's 14 0.14% of the solar system is made up by the planets. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um we believe that the sun formed approximately 4.6 billion years ago and it happened through a process called gravitational collapse, which is where a bunch of molecular stuff goes into a center point and goes and it does lots of things and basically what happens is the center gathered together and got really heavy and really hot and the external stuff kind of flattened and spread out which forms the solar system and basically the center gets so hot and so dense that it begins to nuclear do to nuclear fuse Mm. so it turns hydrogen into helium which is the process that produces the light sun and heat okay the sun's light and heat yeah I'm, I'm trying to process. It's <laughs> a lot of information. But so basically, uh, the that's what's the sun. That is what the sun does all the time. Essentially, it fuses hydrogen into hydrogen into helium, producing light and heat, and it's doing that like a huge amount all the time. It's kind of mental. Mm. Um, and basically, it's going to do that for quite a long time. And then we think in about five billion years, that process is going to diminish slightly. The sun's going to get even denser and transform into a red giant, which is a different kind of star. Yeah. And when that happens, it's going to engulf Mercury and Venus's orbits, and potentially oh Mercury and Venus, if they're still there. And if we're still here, it will render Earth uninhabitable. Five billion years. Yeah, it's a real long time. It's not something but to worry about. But still, I'm scared. Really? I'm gonna live long, dude. Yeah, not that long. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm gonna live long. Are you gonna get put in a computer so you can live forever? Yeah. Oh, God. Who knows? Who knows? And the other fun thing I found out about the sun, the sun is made up of six layers, different layers, and I was kind of interested in how we knew that. Because no one's oh. been into the sun. It's like an x-ray. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But it's got lots of layers and they do kind of different things. But in its atmosphere, there's a bit called corona. Oh, I know. I thought I was quite nice. Topical. Look, where is it? I'll show you. Hang on. The layers. Look, there you go. Oh, wow. There's Corona. Hi, Corona. And so Corona is the bit, is actually a quite interesting bit. It's the bit you see, the kind of, uh, the bit you see when a total solar, solar eclipse, eclipse happens. Mm. The Corona is the bit that's visible to the naked eye. Obviously, also don't look at a solar eclipse. Without, without proper eyewear. Yeah. <laughs> Without appropriate glasses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's some nice things about the sun. That's awesome. Um, I'm not going to go through mythology because one, basically the sun obviously is incredibly integral to all life on earth. And this is something we have known and understood since prehistoric times. Um, and that means throughout history, throughout different cultures, we have recognized the sun as being incredibly important. In a lot of cultures, it's worshipped as a deity, as a god, um, and you have all different kinds across different cultures, and I would highly recommend if people are interested going and reading about this, there are like amazing stories from Africa to Japan to the Americas, Um, and obviously people maybe will know that certain 
uh, archaeological sites that we know about were designed to worship the sun. So for example, like uh, some of the Aztec temples in South America are designed particularly to catch uh, the shadow of the sun at a certain point in the day Mm -hmm. and represent, I think, a certain point in the year as well. Um, But yeah, there are loads of great gods. I'm not going to talk about all of them because that would be long. And also I covered some of them in our birthday episode. So I think if you're more interested in specific ones... Episode 8. Episode 8. If if you're interested in that, maybe go and have have a... Sweet, sweet listen. Gander. Yeah. But there's uh, some amazing stories. Amazing stories. That's lit. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Audrey. (laughs) I'm just trying to get everyone into mythology, man. I know. It's lit. (laughs) Liddy. What's the the thing they say on TikTok? The vibe. The vibe is immaculate. (laughs) There we go. The vibe is immaculate. So... Rachel, I wanted to have a wee discussion. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so first, I just wanted to to give a little bit maybe more in depth about the understanding of what the sun can mean about us. Mm. So we don't just think of it as, oh, it's just our sign. So, like, I'm just a Taurus, you know? Because yeah. we're not just no. one sign. No. And it's just our sun. But some questions that um, the sun can answer or what drives my actions? Why do I do what I do? What gives me purpose? Uh, so the sun can describe the reasoning behind your actions. Ah, okay. That makes that that helps me. That mm. makes sense for me. Mm. Because there's something in like say earth signs about stability, mm. right? About groundedness, about depth, about practicality. Yeah. Right. And, and equally about um, about like things like loyalty, about comfort, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I feel that. So then there's some gender bullshit here because we talked about this, I think, in the moon episode and a few others um, about queering astrology because there's a focus on the sun and and the sun is in focus and because it's described as the masculine it's described as like the father or the Mm. ego right and which i find interesting in a mythological sense Mm. because for a lot of cultures the sun was a female god Mm. it's really interesting how it's i think it's mainly because obviously astrology is built out of like particularly Greek and Roman astronomy and astrology and they their gods just happen to be male mm. whereas actually so many of them are female but it's also I think like the fact that it, it symbolizes masculinity is is not the issue the issue is that masculinity is then tied to the male body ah uh, okay yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and so I don't and also then it's also favored over other things it's put in a hierarchy oh yes yeah yeah right yeah. so I don't think there's any issue with with the sun being this I think the sun is beautiful mm. in its masculinity yeah but the fact that it rejects that ba- basically okay here here's what I found okay so I found this online and there's a lot of ast- astrological websites that say stuff like this so here's a little quote from one so masculinity symbolizes masculine force and it says that for men it can mean the sun can represent how you approach life and for women sometimes the sun can refer to the men who play a key aspect in their life and so basically i was like this takes away any both womanly ownership but feminine ownership of life in general of being of identity and of purpose and also and also takes away from the fact that as a woman 
you can also hold masculine energy and masculine exactly. Exactly. life force within you. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, well, if we if we're gonna center astrology around the sun, as most of Western astrology does, right? Mm. If we're gonna center it around the sun and it claims to relate more personally to men or the male body, right? Then we are one, erasing and ignoring the masculine energies that are in all of us. Yeah. And two we are creating a microcosm of the wider system that is the patriarchy, which is favoring hierarchy and ego and domination. And which that's not what astrology should do Nuh-uh. at all. Uh-uh. Um, so yeah, it makes me kind of sick reading that kind of shit. But also at the same time, a couple of years ago or a few years ago, whatever, however long, I may not have like recognized that as quickly you know, I, yes, may, I may have read yes. that and be like, well, yeah, I guess that's just how it is. That's tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I didn't think like that. But, you know, it's really easy to, like, look at this and be like, but oh, also of course, a- women and men will have different whatever. Because we're different. It's like that one it's also when sort of thing. When you're reading, writing by an astrologer, an astrologer is a point of authority on this topic, right? Mm. And so you're, we're, we're all quite prone to not questioning things by authority figures. Mm quite often and so it's easy to and just things like, that are rooted in tradition as yeah well. and so it's really easy to just kind of glaze over these things which is actually why i'm really glad we always do this we always go queer bitch yeah like we're not gonna stand for this no it's, i'm not i'm not Nuh-uh. here for that and then so so really what i wanted to get into is to celebrate because that's what the sun is is to celebrate the masculine energy that the sun is that we all have, have. and then also sun ruling leo and leo being a sign that is so creative and vibrant and passionate yeah and, and that like passion is, driven passion it's filled. about vitality that's yeah. what the sun mm. is and so to kind of say that 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 might then only relate to men is really problematic mm. and also that like say mars another one of the kind of masculine planets only relates to men insanely problematic when mars is about like the body the physical action mm. it's also about passion it's also yeah. about drive yeah. you know and equally aggression as well mm-hmm. i know many like i know and i feel like maybe women talk about this a lot that like you know you're as a woman being angry is is always um what's the word i'm looking for you come under attack when you get angry oh, as a yeah. woman in in yeah, a different yeah, yeah. way than different you do way. if you're a male body. Yeah. Rather, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. <sighs> Clear that bitch. Yeah, fuck that. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these are part of wider discussions that we should all be having. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to also talk about sun and signs and also sun in the houses briefly. Now, we I don't want to go too in-depth with sun and the signs just because everybody kind of knows a lot about their sign already, it seems yeah. like. Even if you don't know, and know that much about we astrology. Do, here on astrology, we do an, we're trying to do an episode during every sign this uh-huh. month exactly, as well exactly. so we go in depth as well so if you've if you've we've been doing this since when like february so if you if your birthday was between now and february maybe go back and find your mm-hmm. sun signs episode definitely yeah. definitely we'll keep doing them as well yeah because it's fun mm-hmm. and so i kind of divided the sign descriptions up into elements a little bit more oh nice that's fun so uh fire signs which is aries leo and sagittarius what they all have in common is passionate extroverted social warm high energy if you literally think about just the element that's what the element gives right Mm, mm. um it's fucking fiery yeah and 
and so so as a sun sign this is this is kind of the the drive this is kind of like what we said before is it gives you like the reasons as to why you do things yeah yeah right a sense of purpose um you know and so for earth signs for taurus virgo capricorn this is grounded real like in rooted in reality right Mm. solid stable practical deep um the list goes on you can come up with all the all the words yeah, right? yeah 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 and for the air signs gemini libra aquarius that's clarity understanding social truth intellect information uh and again you can go on mm. and for the water signs cancer scorpio and pisces that's intuitive deep dreamy sensitive emotional refreshing mm. um and so i like to look at it in that way because i'm like okay those that's what they have in common now obviously each sign has has its own little bits yeah for um, sure. i even what did i look at aha yeah i found this little image on google images and it has like fire signs earth air water and then each sign has a little a nice little like um what it represents in the element oh nice and i'd like to read that out oh go on so aries is the spirit of the fire element leo is the fiery demonstration of the fire element sagittarius is the mind and vision of the fire element oh that is so true right and then for earth signs taurus is the beauty and harmony of the earth element virgo is the mind and rhythm of the earth element capricorn is the master and conserver of the earth sign Mm. right yeah air signs gemini the invisible medium of voice through air libra the invisible medium of human relations Aquarius, the invisible eruption of ideas from thin air. Oh, that's so beautiful. Right? That's such a beautiful image. Like, who made it? I think it's by the Minds Journal. And then uh, water signs. Cancer, the mother of the water element. Scorpio, the guardian of the water element. Pisces, the dwelling within the water element. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Right? They're mm. so nice. I'm into that. Yes, yeah, so that's by the Minds Journal. We'll post that on our Instagram. That maybe. would be so nice. Yeah. yeah I think we should. Yeah. Uh, so so that's kind of what I was thinking about <clears throat> if you look at uh, the fundamentals because that's the thing when, you, when you're when you working with sun signs and that's kind of maybe the only astrology that you engage with it can get really strangely specific and strangely like um, uh, I don't know do you, you know what I mean I by know specific? you mean like it can get bogged down in the like detail of it whereas actually mm-hmm. there's a it's lot more fundamental fundamental and also you I often find with astrology, I find much more to connect with when it's on that fundamental level mm-hmm, and when it's also like more intuitive. And obviously intuition can be specific, but it can also be specific and not like a like intellectualized way. Exactly, exactly. Or like even rooted in reality way, it can just be, it can just be like about a feeling, a yeah. fundamental yeah. feeling, energy, whatever. Um, yeah, so that's, I kind of, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Would you like Thanks to take us sure. through? Oh, no worries. You're welcome. Would you like to take us through? I'll take you through. sun in houses? The sun in houses. And so I, I've done a similar thing here. I've just pulled out specific words, specific characteristics for um, your sun and its house placement. Mm-hmm. And it, this might be interesting for you. And I know this has been especially really important for me for the last kind of month or so. Like I've really noticed this part of myself mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about our yeah our sons and if you want to find it um one i found this also an image on google google images somewhere that was talking about it, the sun actually sits in a specific house every two hours 
Um, so when you were born, if you know between the hours of what you were born in, you, you can, can find, find the it. house. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you're born between like 1 a.m. and 3 a.m., you're in the third house like me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so look that up as well and look up, just figure out figure out what your sun's in. Figure out what all your planets are in which house because it's fantastic. Mm. But um, you need as exact as possible cool. with the birth time. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so the sun in the first house, obviously the first house is the house of self. And so people with sun placements here are normally incredibly self-identifying, self-assured, an innovator, a leader, very self-sufficient, but can also with that be very self-conscious to the point of that maybe being something that's a an insecurity in themselves that they hold that too mm. much to themselves but often people with this placement hold such a deep and strong presence in a space and it might be something that actually other people notice mm-hmm. more than you maybe notice in yourself which is super interesting and I most think. most people that have planets in the first house that's what it will be like mm. you know you have a very strong presence in a very specific thing and the sun i think is interesting because it adds a whole other layer of identifying with with identity and identity and yeah, you know, yeah. And, yeah yeah definitely Uh, so sun in second house there's a big thing here and the second house gets tied a lot to financial wealth and obviously we're trying to be anti-capitalist here so I think a lot more about the sun in the second house being about you take pride in ownership and security that's self-made you're Mm. a big part of your essence is building something you value and that can be personal values in terms of like can be monetary wealth it can be like possessive wealth things you have it can be like people the people you have in your life who you value personal philosophies like the list really goes on Mm. um and that's something that maybe drives you a lot in life is seeking to build and create personal value in various places and forms um the sun in the second house is the foundation builder there's a big sense of lying things before acting as Mm. it were um and one of the kind of downsides of this sense of uh possession is you can over identify with what you have and maybe have a difficulty looking beyond that and seeing beyond that um which is just something for people to be a bit conscious of Mm. yeah Sun in the third house, um, third house being a house of kind of communication. These are people who are incredibly mentally agile. That's me. That's you. Changeable, adaptive, intellectual, a very strong communicator, seeks understanding in all aspects. This is, I would say, like the very much the quickest house in terms of that like in the brain, in the intellect, pushing forward in that sense, mm. um, which also maybe lifts up into a, an airy quality that maybe needs some grounding, which mm. I guess is interesting for you as a... Yeah, a Taurus in the. Third I would house. say it is quite interesting because I have a lot of third house energy in it, being my son, son in the third house, but then having a lot of Earth and actually no other air in my chart really, except for the oh, outer planets. Yeah. And so it is interesting that that I have the groundedness in it. So I don't necessarily, f- I don't. It's I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but it made a lot of sense when I started reading into the third house and being like, aha, this is why sometimes like I have not that I feel like Gemini. But I have Gemini tendencies, <laughs> which is like I always want to communicate. Yeah, I'm always wanting to like express. It's also the third house. I was reading about it too. Sun in the third house is also about self-expression. You always are wanting to express, express. Mm, which, which is like where creativity comes from in a certain sense yeah, as well. Massively, massively. Um, so yeah, that's super interesting. Mm. 
So sun in the fourth house. Um, fourth house is obviously home, family, roots. And there's a big sense here of you, you're driven by taking pride and investing energy in your personal and private life. Um, and with that, you're probably someone who is very private, very protective, and can be prone to defensiveness with that. And you also may be if people don't feel you're a homemaker in, in not just in a physical plane, but in many other planes. But with that, I think when something feels like a criticism or an attack on that space, you can take that really personally mm. and that can be a big, a big hurt for you. Um, Sun in fourth house people are definitely long-term planners and they're people who need to ensure that their emotional attachments and their their family in the broader sense and their home space are taken care of before they act on anything else. Mm. Um, it's like, I almost think about it like in the metaphorical sense, you make your bed before you do the rest of your day. Mm. That's kind of, I think, a, maybe a way of yeah. understanding it in a physical sense. Um, Sun in the fifth house. Um, fifth house is so fun. I would say these are people who are like really spunky, really unique, really adventurous, so, so creative, and also value that being seen. They want to be seen as those people. Mm. Um, have a flair for anything that enables them to be the center of attention. And obviously with that comes maybe a, a capacity to over-identify with being in, in the center space. Yeah. And how do you balance that with also take like, holding that within yourself as I am always the center of my own attention and I, I can value myself rather than seeking validation. Mm. Um, super playful, super fun, and can be quite restless too, and not in, in positive and negative ways. Um, son in the sixth house, this is my, my son's placement. Mm -hmm. um, your work is deeply tied to your identity. These are people are busy bodies, they're hardworking, very determined, and need and very much seek occupations in life that enable them to express themselves um, and without that can feel very quashed and very mm. like debilitated um, not very good takers of criticism is a big one especially when it comes to work it's mm. if it's kind of about something personal you're probably much better off at taking it but if it's about your work that can yeah. be something that's difficult um determined and also one i didn't know until today was you can be quite a good friend in crisis mm. because they're people who practical practical yeah it's virgo energy yeah 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 um and i definitely know especially in the last i would say year i hugely identify with the house that my son is in mm. hugely um and i really hadn't realized that until this year mm. son in the seventh uh, these are people who are incredibly harmonious. They're the negotiators. They maybe feel a bit incomplete without partnership in life. Um, but with that, that also means that they, they seek and really, really value collaboration in all facets of life. It mm. doesn't just have to be like on a romantic or sexual yeah. level. Um, equally, these mean, this means the kind of sense of being tied to other people can obviously lead to over identifying with other people and finding it difficult to find a sense of self and yeah. whenever I think of it I was thinking about this this morning and I was thinking about us watching Scam last night and mm -hmm. Eva mm -hmm. and how like he's always like who are you you don't know who yeah, yeah, you yeah. are I was like yes mm. um, <laughs> Eva's a fucking son in the seventh <laughs> my friend also my friend Amanda shout out is a son in the seventh and I remember when I was researching into her chart um, I read son in the seventh house people discover themselves through others, others yes yeah yes. they learn about themselves through their interactions one-to-ones with others massively massively mm. um oh, i can't remember if i said it quite sensitive to rejection is another one here and the charmer is a nice mm. one I thought it was definitely nice. i mean libra is super charming yeah 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 
Uh, eighth house, the house of transformation. So these are people who are deep divers. They want, they want, and they seek rich and really profound experiences. Um, they want to dig deep. They're not about the superficial. They're like driven by the idea of like knocking back the the boundaries on things to understand in a really deep and profound way. They love intensity. Love intensity and are quite intense too. Um, with this comes being quite a self-improver, like someone who's quite interested in spiritual and soul growth, um, and also maybe a propensity to push a little too hard sometimes in that mm. sense of seeking to, to understand, to grow, to go deeper, and then maybe with other people who are less... Yeah have less of a propensity to do that can go a bit too far mm. and so it's obviously when you have those conversations when you're in those moments with people always move with consent similar with you have venus in the eighth as well you me specifically no 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 it's just similar if people have venus in the eighth uh, too yes. it's a very similar vibe mm -hmm. with like getting consent before you're pushing people <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ninth sun in the ninth these are people who are driven by wanting worldly understanding and very much take pride in their knowledge, in their morals and are incredibly curious. They see the best in people and in life. And obviously that can have, that can be such an amazing trait, but also can maybe make them overlook toxicity in different places. Um, incredibly tolerant, incredibly adventurous. Um, that was it. I had another Very philosophical. Yeah, very philosophical. Sun in the 10th, um, these are people who are incredibly driven towards goals, personal ideas of success and accomplishment. Obviously we're talking about it because it's personal, it doesn't have to be capitalist ideas. This often gets tied to career in different ways. And I think we can think about personal success beyond that kind of mm. capitalist state. Um, there's a big sense of focus on reputation. You want to be seen in a certain way. It doesn't have to be anything specific, but there's a sense of you're aware of being held in the gaze of other people. And obviously that can cloud your judgment in some ways. Um, these are leaders, these are hard workers. They can be quite strong authority figures. And so there's equally with them, but also with people around them balancing a sense of don't overcompensate as an authority figure, but equally, mm. if you're not that kind of person, find a way of comfort of standing up to those people mm. as well. Um, incredibly ambitious. 10th house sons are like just like ambition everywhere. Oh yeah. And often like people that have sun in 10th house or Venus in 10th house, they're, they could be, they can become kind of in the public eye, like famous in the public eye mm. for themselves. So. And so as opposed to other placements at the 10th house, which might be more about like what you do, this is more about like, because it's the self, sun is the self. Mm. It's like celebrities often have like sun in the 10th house. Yeah. It's just yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. The and one of the things that comes up a lot here with the sun in the 10th is, um, in that sense of, you know, um, fame, reputation, being seen in a certain way, learning to not identify with the way you're perceived, mm -hmm. like find ident self-identity with yourself Definitely. because your people's perception of you might be different to who you are and how you actually Definitely. feel, which is incredibly true in astrology. Mm. Um, we haven't done the 11th, have we? No, the sun in the 11th. Um, the 11th obviously being the, the house of friendship, the house of community, and like wider social circles. This is the humanitarian. They're seeking uniqueness, originality, both in themselves and in life. And their identity is often linked to not social standing, but a social circle to a group of people and to a space within other beings, mm -hmm. other individuals. And again, with that can come a, 
and over identifying with other people which can make you quite um be perceived as impersonal um which is something to be aware of these are people who are incredibly hopeful incredibly tolerant and really open probably the most open-minded of all the houses mm. and finally the 12th that beautiful piscean energy here um Sun and Twelfth are incredibly introspective, avoiding the spotlight and have to really honor honor the need to be on their own to regain energy. They're people who need time and their space. Mm. Um, can be a bit prone to over-identifying with their inner world and need to work on coming out of that a bit. And with that can be a bit impressionable, but these are people who are like incredibly creative. And Sarah, who I did a reading for at the weekend with Kai, um, Sarah has her, uh, I believe okay. her son in the, in the 12th. In the 12th. Yeah. She had a lot of 12th house energy. 12th house placements can be tough, tough because yeah. it's like collective energy, collective pain, pain as well. Yeah. And so she, she had a stellium in the 12th, which was a big stellium. Um, and so there was a lot of it everywhere, mm. which was super beautiful and super interesting. Definitely. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel. That's okay. Um, I found this funny thing. I want you to look away so I can read it to you because it's oh, funny. Oh, okay. Um, and so I found it on Tumblr and it's like, it might be an Instagram one though, but it's at, I think it's bad astrology, which is funny because <laughs> astrology. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm not So this is the sun in houses. And uh-huh. so it's like supposed to be, the, the, the kind of funny stereotypes of people with different suns and houses. Nice. So, sun in house one comes on too strong. Oh. Sun in house two comes off possessive. Oh. Sun in house three, that's me, comes off scatterbrained. I would say that's not true for you. Well, ready for, get ready for yours because okay, yours right. is accurate. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> sun in the fourth comes off secretive. Sun in the fifth comes off popular. Son of the sixth comes off anal. <laughs> sometimes. Yep, sometimes. Son in the seventh. I'm like, fuck you. You're no, it sometimes is. Sometimes you're so anal. I'm so anal. Um, son in the seventh comes off friendly. Son in the eighth comes off irritable. Son in the ninth comes off carefree. Son in the tenth comes off controlling. Son in the eleventh <laughs> comes off non-judgmental. And son in the twelfth comes off mysterious. Nice. So some of these are shit and some of these are... Very accurate. That's very funny. Um, but I wanted to read that out mostly because yours said anal, and I was like, <laughs> so fucking true. Yeah, that is so true. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the episode. Yeah, that's- let us know what you think, guys. I'm so curious about how much because I I also know I really identify with my moon sign, mm. but I also I just am my sun sign at mm-hmm. the same time. So maybe that's an interesting thing to think about. Let us know what you think and feel. Yeah, and you know, follow us on Instagram now. We now have astrologers on Instagram, which we will be posting a lot more. Um, So follow us, communicate with us. If you want to tell us your internal weather on any given day. Yeah, just send it in. Send it in, we love that. Yeah, Um, you know, and you can follow us also on Twitter at AstrologyPod. There we go. You can follow me at at Rachel Elizabeth Coleman on Instagram. And I'm at Audrey Barvey. But most importantly, follow astrologers. Yeah, astrology. We're really pumped about it. We're Instagram. so pumped. Um, <laughs> you should go see our first post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, enjoy your night, day, whatever it wherever is, wherever you are. Uh, the sun is plane. shining on you because it's Leo season. It is so true. So true. I literally just said like time day night day spiritual plane if you're in a different you know (laughs) alternative reality yeah who knows anyways thank you so much for listening friends see you in the future but also time is a construct
Suck my ass, bye. Bye. <laughs>